get a dream and then get that desire and follow through with it. And that is the number one thing before you do anything, before people build a home or design a home, they have a dream, they have a vision, they know what they want, how they want it to look. Before you do anything, you must have a dream. And when you get that dream, then you'll be taught the second and the third step. And then from there, you can develop a business by learning as you go, you can make mistakes. Hey, and welcome back to the podcast. We are here with Glenn Henwood, who is co-authored in a book with Pat Masidi. And Glenn is a passionate and successful entrepreneur. He has dedicated over 30 years to supporting people in achieving financial freedom. And his goal in life and his goal for you right now listening to this podcast is for Glenn to use his lived experience to provide you personally with the skills and knowledge you need to move towards your goals, whatever that means and wherever that takes you. So Glenn, glad to be talking to you today. Yeah, thanks, Robert. How are you today? I am fantastic and excited to speak to you because just before we were recording, you and I had a little bit of a like an existential conversation about you have all these decades of experience and how can you help someone who is younger or further back on the journey as you like sometimes you fantasize about man, if I could go back and relive high school and college and young adult life, I would have done so much differently. So I'm excited to find out about what we can learn from your mistakes and those things that were like a bad path or took longer than they should have. So what gets you excited these days and what is your unique skill? The great thing about where we live in Australia, I don't know where it is, but or where other people are at the moment, but you can start a business from nothing. You don't need money. You can say, for instance, during all, we were busy in our business and all of my guys were working and I became very bored started putting on weight and I thought, man, I have to do something. So I thought, oh, why not just buy a motorbike and do it up? So I bought a motorbike, did it up and then sold it. And then I bought another one, did it up and sold it. And then all of a sudden my friends around me said, oh, can I drop my bike in and you can detail it? And then I started making money that way. The thing is, if you're a person that likes to be hands-on, you can do whatever you like in this country or anywhere, really. You just got to seek an idea and be willing to jump in. And you don't need money to start a business, like a lot of money. You know, what you would class as $100,000. I started the business with an investment of $500 to buy the motorbike and pull it apart, find out what was wrong with it, clean it all up, put it together and sold it for 4500 after spending, I think it was 2000 on it. So the total cost was... Two and a half grand, and I made well fifteen hundred bucks. You don't need a lot of money; you just need a desire to either do something. I only did it through boredom. Other people might have a dream to be able to make a business out of it. To me, it was just a little bit different. And this is a great message so far because what I, what's going through my mind as you're explaining this is that there's like the skill concepts, and then there's the sort of passion concept. In my mind. If you have a skill that's good enough, then it's something that someone will pay money for. But we all have had those dead-end, terrible jobs where we had a skill that made money, but it didn't motivate us. And then there's so many people out there that have a passion, but they haven't figured out a way to monetize it. So it seems like in our conversation so far that the goal is to figure out some sort of skill that you're so good at 
that people want to pay you money for it and that you get the businessy or you get like the logical part of it figured out. And what you're saying is that it doesn't have to be this huge win out of the gate. You can just make a decision about how much money do I need to get started? What will I budget for those startup costs? And maybe how much of a time frame that I have to get that first transaction or that first job, like in your case, the detailing to get to the finish line so they can get paid and then work from there. But it seems like the message so far is just start small, figure out that proof of concept. And then once you have that first small win, then you can get excited enough to then further build the business. That's correct. And the great thing about YouTube is I'm not mechanically minded as in a mechanic. The thing about YouTube is you can just dial in what you need to do. There's always someone sharing something on how to pull something apart. And that's all that happened over COVID. I didn't know how to pull this motorbike apart. I needed to find out how. So I dialed in how to dismantle a Honda CBR F1000. And there's a guy pulling it apart and then play, pause, step by step, pull the thing apart and then hope that when it went back together, I knew what I was doing. <laughs> Lucky it worked. So it's just a desire, you know, to well, be able to do something. I had a conversation a few months ago with a friend who, for some reason, he decided to retar his roof. And I thought that seems like a scary, frustrating, dealing with hot stuff being up on the roof. But he was properly motivated enough. You're using this term desire in order to get it done. And the joke is on all of us in, in humanity that we thought that once everything was searchable, then so much would change, right? These days you can Google something, you can YouTube something, but then it's another matter of putting the time and the effort and the frustration of actually getting it done. You can Google or YouTube how to take apart this specific motor, but then, and you can watch videos all day long, but then you actually have to do the work. So it's reassuring that there will always be a need for someone to pay for such a service because they just don't, they don't want to do it themselves. But then you as the service provider, you have all these new resources that you wouldn't, you would have had to go to a library or send away for books, but now you can instantly not just read about it, but see it and find that exact specific job that you're working on. And so it's, it opened up some new opportunities for all of us. So you had that first successful transaction, you fixed up that bike. And then what happened on your journey? Then after that one, I bought another one and now I've got seven and I've just sold four. So something like in business, you just need a reason, basically. Uh, I, I was bored, but other people may be at, especially over COVID. A friend of mine is a teacher and she got, she didn't want to get jabbed. So they put her off. So she's started a business and she rang and said, Glenn, I'm thinking of doing this. What do you think of this idea? And it, it was just bubble blasters. And instead of confetti now, you're not allowed to throw confetti or rice. So she thought of an idea of using these big bubble blasters that everyone could hold and blow bubbles everywhere so the bride and groom could walk through. And this idea now became a business that even though she's back at school, she now has this business that gives her another $3,000 a month and people are buying these bubble glasses and neon weddings are all back in vogue. She's making a lot of money and it all started because of COVID. So all of these opportunities where a lot of people 
just went, that's great. I've lost everything. Other people can look at something, make an idea or get an idea and make it work through a desire. They didn't want to lose their home. Her husband does. He's another person that we've helped as well. He does alarms and everything just dropped over COVID, but they did something different to make more money. And they're actually quite happy now and they're out on holidays. It's, I don't know, business is very simple. It's not complicated. It's like, I've had no education. I left school, um, illiterate because I'm 63. So back then they didn't know what dyslexia was and because they didn't understand that, they just thought Glenn's dumb. So they passed me, got me out of high school, and then I became a muso or a drummer and started playing that, playing in bands and making money that way. So getting back to business, you don't need an education. You just need a desire and just a willingness to be taught. And basically that's what we do now. We teach other people how to, uh, they come up with the idea, then we guide them through everything that they need to do, but it's always starts with a dream. Why do you want to start a business? Why do you want to get out of your job? Are you sick of working for an income and having a boss tell you your lifestyle? See, we didn't want that in our life and we knew we had to get out because Tracy was pregnant and one the income down was going to make it so hard to pay off a home. So we had to find something and it just so happened that the milk run fell into our lap and we just went on board and went with that. And then from that deregulation happened, we lost everything. And that's when we started to learn to diversify, create other businesses. And today we're running five businesses at one time. Uh, we don't work in the businesses, we work on the businesses. So we have a lot of time and money rather than just work, come home, tired. It's just like a job or go. When you first start, you are everything. You are the person that does the quotes. You're the person that does the work. You're the person that follows up. You're everything. And you have to be willing to do that. And then what happens, they call it overnight. So you become an overnight success in 10 years. And that's what happened to us. So it takes 10 years to become an overnight success where then all of a sudden through your expansion in your business, you've been able to step out and then work on the business. But you really have to be willing to put in the hard yards and be everything you can to become um, successful in business. It gets hard, but you have to look back at your dream. Why are you doing this? And that's all we ever did. We just kept our dreams in front of us. And that's it. I love it. So, and, it, and I like that you're mentioning this part of the business ownership that many people are afraid to talk about is that initial push of however many years just to get things working. That you're reminding me that there was one time when me and a friend were on our bicycles and we were being chased by these two guys on skateboards and it took our bikes a while to exceed the speed that they were on the skateboards. But once they were going faster, it didn't take that much effort to continue along. And meanwhile, they were struggling to to chase us at that slow speed. And so it makes you think about a job versus business ownership, right? Where a job, you're doing the grind every day. And then someone says, I'm tired of the, this job. I want a business. 
because I want it to be easier. And you're saying at first in that initial period, you might really have to push. You might be doing instead of your one job, you might be doing five jobs, but because you have that long-term goal and you have the desire and you have the drive and you were renewing and saying, let me re-examine and reassess and navigate through all these inevitable problems that come across, eventually I will break through and I can coast or take my foot off the gas a little bit. But for that initial period, it's going to take some hard work, but it's important to know that going in, correct? Correct. And that's quite a good example. It's momentum. It's inch by inch, it's a cinch. One day, I was thinking about this the other day. Most people that you speak to, when they do a quote, they think, okay, I've done a quote. And they sit back and they wait for that person to approve the quote. Where we believe every quote we get or we do, we get. Unbeknownst to me, I checked the other day. It's about out of five, I get four, but it's the one that you don't get that you've forgotten about because I've never ever followed up on a quote ever. I've never rang somebody up and said, would you like us to complete the work that we've quoted on? I've never done it in 32 years and in trade land, 24 years, I've never followed up because there's always the next quote and there's always the next quote. And there's always the next quote. And then by the time you've done, you've got to continue. It's like delayed gratification. Put in the work and get paid later. So you just keep going with the quotes and someone will ring. They will just continue to ring. And then after what we've been in now, uh, 24 years in trade land, uh, a millionaire friend of mine said, Glenn, you will never have to look for work again once your name gets out there. And, and he was correct. So once your name precedes you, you will never look for work again. And that's what happened virtually overnight. And now it's just all word of mouth or Google. We don't advertise. We've never advertised. I've just put our name on Google and then you ask people to put a review and then just review after review. And we're at number one under all the paid people. And yeah, that's how it works. You just keep going. And we were taught delayed gratification very early in life. So you put the work in first and get paid later. Don't get the money, spend it. And always have it backing up. So say, for instance, my guys just took a month off. They all took a month off together. And they did it in November of this year. I've never, ever had a month off in business ever. And they've forced me and Trace into having one month off. Man, it was hard. I thought, oh, what are we going to do? But what happened was because we've got so many jobs that were banked up that hadn't paid, we all got paid over that month and there was nothing to worry about. And it actually taught us a lesson that we need to take a break and we do little things, take time off, go away for a weekend. We've never actually taken a month off. And then just recently, another person that we sold one of our businesses to that has followed what we taught him, he took a month off. He went overseas with his family, came back. His business was still there. His guys were still working. So you just got to find a great team, yourself with them, pay them really well. That's the key to everything. You've got to pay them really well because they know that if they leave, they're never going to find someone that'll pay them that good. And uh, all of our guys get paid super well, and that's why they don't leave. 
these are all very helpful principles. You've been mentioning the idea about lag time, how sometimes you put in the work now and then you get paid later. And the goal is to be so successful and so far ahead that you can change the channel, take a break, take a vacation. And then part of that seems to relate to what you're mentioning earlier about working on the business, not in the business, having a good team, having someone that you can rely on and someone that will I just make things work for you. And in these last few minutes, I want to make sure that we fit a good story in here. So do you have anything fun story specifically about like your failure and your struggles to really make us understand some of these concepts, these principles that have helped you out so much? Okay, so as I was illiterate and my father wasn't a person that built people up. To make himself feel good, he always tore people down. And unfortunately, I was one of them. So look, in life, you, you, people may suffer with that and, that and they believe the people that are actually tearing them down. But someone has to make a decision to say, you know what, I'm not going to stand for that. I'm going to prove you wrong. And then that desire just made it even more purpose that I went out and created something big and proved to the people that said it can't be done, that it could be done. And a quote that I was taught ages ago was the people that says, say it can't be done are continually being interrupted and frustrated by the ones that are doing it. And you just live by that motto. And let me tell you, for 10 years, whilst driving around, a really good friend of mine said, what you need to do is on your rear view mirror, just write this and then stick it on there so that every time you look in your rear view mirror, you say this, and it is, I'm a believer, I'm an achiever, and I believe in me. And once you say that about 30 times over 10 years, you really believe in yourself and you need affirmations. So you really need affirmations. And I was lucky enough to marry Tracy. Tracy was the person uh, in my life that I was, she always says, your fire ready aim. So I just jump into things and Tracy was always here to pick up the pieces and follow me along and just let me go, but always clean up after me. And we became a very good team. The only thing that hurt, like I did wrong was that the business got in the way of our marriage and mainly because I wanted to prove my dad wrong and I had to learn that you just can't do that. And unfortunately, Al, we separated a long time ago, but we're still good business partners. We're still good friends. We still go out for breakfast as we will be after this. So the thing is you have to learn a balance. And it took me a long time to learn that not to get carried away with your business, understand that you still have a family. You still have a wife that needs communication. You can't just push them away. And I must say over the years, and look, when I write the next book, it'll be all about, there'll be chapters in there about how to create that balance and not let your phone get in the way of your life. You know, because these days we carry our phone with us all the time. And when you're in business, it rings. And instead of answering it, they'll always be there. And if you're in a conversation with your wife, just ignore the phone. That's what I found is the best answer to keep a really good friendship. And that's why we're really good today. 
But yeah, my life now, if I look back at it, the things that you learn have made you what you are. And you can either take them on board or you can not listen and keep making mistakes. But I chose to listen, learn, and I was taught by people that earned a lot of money and their lives were together. And a great quote someone told me was, look at the fruit on the tree of the person giving you the advice before you take it. So that's something that, you know, you have to learn. If you admire that person, their lives together, they're where you want to be, listen to them. But don't listen to the guy in the pub telling you, ah, oh, it's a big mistake, mate. Don't do that. You have to do, be open to listen to the people that are going to give you the advice. As my mum did, she changed my life by telling me the truth. And you have to be willing to take it on board. But yeah, there'll be a lot more stories to come with how we succeeded. This is really great business and life advice. Everything from you don't have to take everyone's life advice equally, that you can find a lesson in everything. This whole idea of figuring out the ranking, the priority and saying, does my family come first? Does my business come first? And just not letting your business become a huge, crazy monster because you could, you can have a little campfire and pour, throw a log on it, pour some lighter fluid on it, but you can also pour gasoline on it. It can turn into a big bonfire and just take over everything. So these are all interesting things to navigate. And in particular, it's also fascinating to think about this relationship you have with your ex-wife, because many times you think when divorce happens, it's bitter and you never talk to the other person again. So that, that itself as I'm sure is very unique and very interesting because it shows just like a lot of maturity just by you just like saying that it's okay. You value relationships and you put, just put some effort into making things, making the businesses continue to work even all these years later after, after the marriages fall apart. So that in particular is really cool to think about. And so as we've gotten to know you and heard some of these stories and picked up a little bit pieces of advice, is there a number one piece of advice that hits you the most out of all the things that you could talk about, is there just like the top ranking thing that everyone needs to know these days? If you're going to start a business, we've always been taught this. We've followed the advice. The number one thing you have to have is a reason why, why do you want to start a business? And that is the number one thing, get a dream and then get that desire and follow through with it. And that is the number one thing before you do anything, before people build a home or design a home, they have a dream, they have a vision, they know what they want, how they want it to look. Before you do anything, you must have a dream. And when you get that dream, then you'll be taught the second and the third step. And then from there, you can develop a business by learning as you go, you can make mistakes. It doesn't matter. We made heaps. We've lost millions, but it doesn't matter. We were lucky enough that we took more advice and the guy said, diversify or die. Don't rely on one thing. So we've always diversified. And when we've only had two businesses fall through, but the thing is we had other businesses backing it up. So it didn't matter. It was just a, an income that we didn't have anymore. That's no big deal, but yeah, you will make mistakes. But if you've got a dream and a desire, number one, nothing will stop you from completing it. I love it. Have the reason why, so that way you have the dream, the desire, the goal, 
and then the plan will figure itself out and you can create these backup plans, backup income, and then not stress as much as you could on the way there. Because when you have those setbacks or you lose money, you can always generate more money. And then that reason why that dream might shift uh, location a little bit, right? You might adjust your dream slightly, but not to a drastic amount. And you also won't be just so stubborn in your path there. You can sometimes figure out, okay, let's navigate all of these setbacks, these obstacles that are on our way from getting to that reason why. So if someone here is inspired and excited about all the various other things that you can share with them, in addition to what we talked about today, what's the next step here? How does someone find you, contact you? Where's the website? What's the next step? Okay, we have a website and on the website, you'll be able to contact us through that if you choose that you would like to be taught and we'll know whether you're a teachable person because the one thing you have to learn is that we're not here just to muck around. We're here to help people succeed and we know by just speaking to somebody whether or not they're the type of person you want to work with. So... You contact us on our website, Glen Hemwoods Academy, and on there, you'll be able to send an email and contact us, and we will contact you and have a discussion or a Zoom and find out what you want. We'll help you through the first few steps, and that will cost you nothing. Then as you get on and you feel that you'd like to go further and learn how to work your way out of work, issue income, build larger business, that's when we can discuss how much time it'll take and we can take it from there. I love it. And I also love that phrase that you snuck in there, work your way out of work, because I've been in that situation where I had coworkers who were just doing just enough or office politics and just being in employment situation where I knew I did not fit, where I was willing to go above and beyond, but being stuck in a job situation, that might necessarily not be rewarded. But when you're in business for yourself, when you're building something from scratch, the sky's the limit. You can get anywhere and you can achieve those dreams. And so glennhenwoodacademy.com is the place to go. And as you've been mentioning, Glenn, it's so important to have allies, to have people who are helping you out. And in this case, someone who's looking for your coaching. You even mentioned how sometimes your personality lends itself to the fire ready aim. And sometimes you need those other minds in the brain trust to say, you want to take action, but let's all plan this as well. And some people are natural starters, but not finishers, et cetera. And so that's why it's so important for someone to go to glennhenwoodacademy.com to get that support system, to get that teamwork. So that way you're not going in alone. So that way you maximize the chances of success and minimize the chances of failure. So the very next step, the very next thing to do, pull over by the side of the road if you're driving, go to glennhenwoodacademy.com. We will see you there. And thank you, Glenn, for stopping by and for sharing us some really good advice and life lessons and stories. I appreciate it. Thanks, Robert. It was great speaking to you.